Good morning, Winners Church. Welcome to our Sunday morning Winners Worship Express. We're going to be in the Word real quick, and you can go and enjoy your summer. Listen, I'm looking forward to seeing all of you on September 19th. We're coming back together again. I want you to start praying about it. Get your hearts ready. You know, tell everybody about it. Say, listen, we got to show up. We got to show out on September 19th. It's going to be an amazing gathering together to get together again. It's been a long time, guys, and I'm looking forward to being with you. But let's get into this word right now. Father, we just thank you for your grace, for your goodness, for your glory that's on this time together as a church, on this message, on this Worship Express service. We thank you that the people's needs will be met, that people are going to be blessed and lives are going to be changed. In the name of Jesus, amen. Listen, I want to announce to you today that you are future ready. I know some of you don't think that you're ready for the future. I know we hear a lot of stuff about how to get ready. It's time to get ready. But I want to let you know that you are already ready. <laughs> okay? You are ready for your tomorrows. You are ready for the future. You are ready for what God has for you ahead. Amen. And I'm going to show you or, or, and, and reveal to you three things that you have that show or testify that you are ready for the future. And here's the first one. The first one is called potential. You have potential. And because you have potential, you are ready for the future. Well, Pastor Maurice, when did I get potential? You were born with it. You were born with it. I'm going to read something to you from the late Dr. Miles Moreau. You know he was a master teacher on purpose and potential. And then he, before he passed away, he was teaching about the kingdom of God. But he spent like over a decade talking about purpose and potential. And this is one of the things he said. And some of you have probably heard this. But I'm going to read this to you because it's such a, one of the most powerful things he's ever said. And that's what he says. The wealthiest spot on this planet is not the oil fields of Kuwait, Iraq, or Saudi Arabia. Neither is it the gold and diamond mines of South Africa, the uranium mines of the Soviet Union, or the silver mines of Africa. Though it may surprise you, the richest deposits on, your, on our planet lie just a few blocks from your house. They rest in your local cemetery or graveyard, buried beneath the soil within the walls of those sacred grounds are dreams that never came to pass, songs that were never sung, books that were never written, paintings that never filled a canvas, ideas that were never shared, visions that never became reality, inventions that were never designed, Plans that never went beyond the drawing board of the mind and purposes that were never fulfilled. Our graveyards are filled with potential and that remain potential. What a tragedy. Our graveyards are filled with potential that remain potential. What a tragedy. And that is true for so many people. But the good news is that won't be true for you. I prophesy 
that you are going to release your potential. You are going to fulfill your destiny and you are going to maintain your purpose in the earth because you're going to recognize that you're future ready and you're future ready because you have potential. Let's define this word potential. Write this down. It says, it's defined as having or showing the capacity to become or develop into something in the future. All right, I'll say it again. Having or showing the capacity to become or develop into something in the future. My friend, my brother, my sister, you have capacity. You can become something that you've not been before. You have what some call the seeds of greatness within you. When did I get those seeds of greatness? When you were born. He get, God the Father gave it to everyone since the beginning of creation. Check this scripture out. You've heard this scripture before, but I want you to see the, the word potential in this scripture. Genesis 1.28 says, then God blessed them. Talking about Adam and Eve, talking about all of humanity. So what he's about to say is a blessing that's on every human being. All 7.5 billion of us, yes, and every generation before us, and every generation after us. As long as there are human beings, as long as people are being born, they're being born with potential because of this statement the Father made in the beginning of creation. And he said, and he said, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now here, I want you to notice when he says, be fruitful. As soon as you say that, you're saying there's a seed somewhere. Every fruit has what? Seeds in it. And because God said, be fruitful, he's saying, you're like a fruit. You have seeds in it. You can produce more. You are something, but you have something inside of you that can produce more. And I'm here to let you know that you have potential and that's what makes you future ready. Hallelujah. And God has given you two things, two things to release this potential. Are you ready for these two things? It's in point number two. You have gifts. Whoa, come on, somebody. I have what? You have gifts. God has given every human being natural gifts. And when you're born again, you have spiritual gifts. Hallelujah. And so there's no one on this planet without gifts, no one on this planet without talent, no one on this planet without something to offer the world. Everyone has these gifts. Everyone has these, what I call divine abilities, divine capabilities. You have it. I have it. You have it. And these gifts, uh, these natural gifts are not all uh, listed in the Bible. You have to just look at your life. You have to look at the world and see what are the natural gifts out there. Like, like, like the Bible doesn't talk about the gift of writing, but I know that there's a gift of writing because I have it. 
All right? And there's plenty of people who have the gift of writing. You can see that people have the gift of writing because there's a plethora of books, always has been, and according to the Bible, always will be. <laughs> Come on, somebody. And so there's a gift of writing. There's some people you know, they have the gift of singing. Come on. The late Whitney Houston, they used to call her the voice. They still call her the voice because even though there were many other singers before her and many other singers after her, there was something very unique about her voice and about how she displayed that gift. And I want you to know that you have a gift that God has intended to be displayed, intended for the world to see, whether it's um, a gift of writing, a gift of singing, a gift of teaching, a gift of, of, of invention. There's some people, they're gifted to make inventions. Now, everybody can have an invention or have an idea, a witty idea, but there's some people, they are gifted. Give you an example, George Washington Carver. He was a gifted inventor. He had a mind to invent. That was a gift from heaven. And let me tell you something, you have a gift from heaven. Matter of fact, you don't have just one gift, you have a multiplicity of gifts. Yes, you do. Don't let the devil lie to you and say, oh, I have nothing, I am nothing. That's a lie, that's a lie, that's a lie. You are somebody big and you have great gifts. Religion sometimes has stolen that revelation, has stolen that mindset. And that's why sometimes we see in the world, the people of the world are excelling more than some people in the church. Not everybody, but many times we see that because there's something the world is recognizing that the church or religious people have stopped recognizing and stopped talking about. But I'm here to let you know that you are gifted and you have many gifts that God wants you to release in the earth realm. Okay, now I'm going to give you three things about your gifts that you need to know. One, your gifts make you strong. Yes, um, the Apostle Paul um, made this statement to the church at Rome. He said, I want to come and impart to you some spiritual gift that you may be established. All right. So when you look at other translations, they say that you may be made strong. And so the revelation is, whether it's a spiritual gift or a natural gift, the gift itself makes you strong. It establishes you. It gives you a name in the earth. And so some people, they feel shaky about their financial standing. They feel shaky about their future. And guess what? There's no need to be. If you have a gift, your future is guaranteed. Your financial well-being is guaranteed because you have a gift. Come on, somebody. Does it make a difference? Some people in this pandemic, they look to the government and they were waiting for that check. Not saying that there was anything wrong with the stimulus check, but if you look to the stimulus check as your way out, that's a problem. There were others who said, yeah, I'm going to get that check. I'm going to get that unemployment. I'm going to get that stimulus. But that is not my answer. My answer is within me. My answer is the gift that God has given me that's upon me. That's your answer any season, any time, any situation you're in. Use your gift. Come on, somebody. And your gift will make you strong. It will establish you. It will establish your family. And parents, tell your children, use your gift. Not just go work for somebody. And there's nothing wrong with working for somebody. There, that's okay to be an employee and an employer. 
okay? But you have to, no matter whether you're an employee or employer, you have to use your gift. And everyone has a gift. And many times using a gift will take you from being an employee to an employer. But sometimes you'll be an employee using a gift, but you're still going to make waves. Come on. Who do, you, do you think that the people who work for Apple and invent all the things that the Apple company invents, that they're nobodies because we don't see them? No, they're big somebodies. And they're getting paid a lot of money to invent and to create the Apple products and to enhance them and make them better. Come on. Hello. And so whatever your gift is, some people have this gift where of technology, where they understand technology and they love it and they thrive in it and they create things that bless humanity and serve the people of this world. And I want to encourage you to not be so narrow-minded about what gifts and talents are. I want to encourage you not to be so narrow-minded about what you can do and what you can accomplish. I want you to spend time with God. I want you to expand your mind. I want you to read books that expose you to more and let you know that you have great ability. You have great capabilities within you. You have gifts. And it's going to establish you and make you strong. The second thing that your gift does, it is, it is meant, your gift is meant to serve others. Your gift is not about you. It's given to you, but it's not about you. It's for the helping of other people. Even the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, he said, those of you who are desiring spiritual gifts, these manifestations of the spirit, words of knowledge, gifts of healings, gift of prophecy, working of miracles, gifts of healings. You know, discerning the spirit, seeing the realm of the spirit. He said, all that stuff is for the excelling of the church, the edifying of the body of Christ. It comes through you, but it's not for you. Come on. Ha. Hallelujah. There's a reason why you have to look at yourself in the mirror and you can't look at your eyes, look outward, because God doesn't want your eyes looking inward. He, he's there. He's given you a gift so you can serve others. So you're aware of what you have inside of you, but it's for a release. Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow. That means it goes this way. Rivers of living water, not this way. It goes what? This way. A river flows out of you to bless humanity. So your gift is here to serve others. And once you get away from selfish ambition, not ambition. God wants you to be ambitious. Go for it. Get your mojo back. But he wants you to release your ambition, your gifts for the blessing of other people. And when you do that, you end up being blessed. The Bible says, he who waters shall also be watered. You can't splash water on people and not get some wet on you. Come on. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird. You, you can't be a pipe that's releasing water and not be wet. That's why Jesus said, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive because in giving, you are always going to receive. That's the way it works. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. The third thing about your gift that you need to realize is that your gift, your gift is meant to be used. So many people have gifts that are lying dormant. Paul said this also. He said, do not neglect the gift of God that is in you. There's a lot of neglect in the church, even in the world. People are neglecting their gifts. They're lying dormant. So Paul gave another solution. He said, stir up the gift of God that is in you. 
One translation says, fan the flame. Get that thing on fire. So whatever your gift is, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a preacher, whether you're a singer, whether you're a, a, a fashion designer, whether you are a scientist or you're an artist or you're an engineer or you have a, a gift of painting, whatever your gift is, whatever it is, or you produce music, the Bible says fan the flame, get it on fire, use it, get it out there. Let the world see your gifts. What did Jesus say? Let your light so shine that men may see your good works. They may see your gift and glorify your father in heaven. So your gift is meant to be used and to give glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So come on, y'all. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Say, I'm going to use my gift. Say it right there where you're at. I'm going to use my gift in the name of Jesus. All right. All right. Here's a scripture for you. First Peter 4.10. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So God is telling you, I'm holding you accountable with, this gifts, with these gifts I've given you. Whatever your gifts are, God said, I'm holding you accountable because I'm making you a steward of the manifold Grace of God, the multifaceted grace. God is saying, I'm multifaceted and I've given you gifts and therefore you are multifaceted. I want you to use it. I want you to release it. I want you to serve people with these gifts. I'm holding you responsible. I'm going to have you give me an account of what you've done with the gifts I've given you. Come on. And when you stand before Jesus, I want you to be saying, Lord, I use the gifts. I bless people, I help people, I lifted up humanity with my gifts, natural and spiritual. And God's going to say, well done. Well done. Amen. All right. So what's the third thing you have? Whereby that God has given you, or the second thing you have that God has given you so you can release your potential. But this is point number three. It's the second thing God has given you, but this is point number three. You have Time. Whoa! Oh my goodness. Remember Pastor Tayo talked about time to us. I'm going to reemphasize that. The Lord wants you to know you have time. I know. I know. Everybody says, I don't have enough time. It's a lie. It's a falsehood. Everyone has time. I don't care where you live. I don't care what your responsibilities are. You have time. And sometimes you're crunching at time because you've put too much on yourself. But guess what? That's on you. Jesus didn't put that on you. You put that on you. <laughs> so if you put that on you, you got to take that off of you and make time for what God has told you to do, what God has gifted you to do for that potential inside of you. Come on. Now, some of you parents, especially, y'all be making excuses. Oh, I got all these kids. First of all, Jesus didn't tell you have all those kids. <laughs> Unless he did, all right? And if he did, he already knew that there's going to be, you know, responsibility there, but he still gave you enough time. And let's say you have more kids than what you intended or what you realize, um, you know, basically the responsibility of it is great. That is not an excuse, for you mom, for you dad, not using your gifts. God doesn't have grandchildren, he has children. He doesn't have a subgroup of creations where you are here 
to make sure your kids fulfill their potential, release their gifts, and that's it. No, 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 no. Everybody in the house has a gift and everybody is intended to use those gifts. It's expected by God to use those gifts. So mom, use your gift. Dad, use your, your, your gift. Older kid, use your gift. Younger kid, use your gift. Middle kid, use your gift. Whoever you are, male, female, use your gift. And I've given you time to do it. Hallelujah. Everybody has 24 hours in a day. Everybody. Everybody has seven days a week. I don't think a day disappears on you, does it? <laughs> Come on. Hallelujah. Watch this scripture that many of you already know. Ecclesiastes 3.1. It says, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. You are born with purpose. You are born with potential. And the Bible says, attached to your purpose, attached to your potential is time. And so this is your season and this is your time. And you are expected to release your gifts, release your potential and do it in this season. Oh, I, I need more time. No, you're ready right now. You're ready for the future. You're ready for what's ahead. You got to just use your time. You got to say, this is my time. This is my season. You got to obey what Isaiah said. Arise and shine. Get up and let your gifts out. Come on. Now watch this. This is what Paul says. Now that was from Solomon thousand years before. Thousand years later, Paul says something very similar. He says, redeeming the time. Ephesians 5, 16, because the days are evil. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Now, in our um, world today, 21st century, we don't use the word redeeming that much. So I'm going to give it to you from the Amplified Classic. There's two Amplifiers now. The Amplified Amplified Classic. Classic is the one I like the most. And this is what it says. Making the very most of the time. Buying up each opportunity because the days are evil. Woo! Making the very most of the time. Some of us waste time. We Listen, ain't nothing wrong with watching TV. Listen, I just got HBO Max. That thing is fire. Because I wanted to watch some gangster movie that's only on that. <laughs> Called Gamora. It's really good. An Italian gangster movie. Whatever. <laughs> and I like watching you know, Netflix sometimes, <laughs> Hulu sometimes, and, uh, you know, different things with television. But I've learned television can be a time waster and you have to control your time. The Bible says God has given you the fruit of self-control. So sometimes I turn it off and say, I'm not doing this. I'm going to go do some writing. Matter of fact, I finally sent in a, a manuscript to be edited. Praise the Lord. I got more coming. Amen. Gee, I realized, no, man, you got to move. And don't get me wrong, I've wasted time. I've neglected my gifts. I've, yeah, not my preaching. I've been preaching for years. That's never stopped. But there's other gifts God has given me that I've not used, that I've not manifested, and I'm using it now. I'm making most of the time. Again, I told the Lord recently, listen, I want that soul winner's crown. I said, give me opportunities to minister to people who are not saved. I want to lead people to Jesus. Not just in a mass, I'm talking about person to person. You got to talk to God about these things so that when you get to heaven, when you get older, you don't have regret in your life. When I see Jesus, I want him being like, yo, what up? <laughs> you did real good. 
I want all my rewards, that crown of life, that crown of righteousness, that soul winner's crown, which the Bible calls the crown of rejoicing. I want it all, man. And so I have to be sensitive to time and the season. I'm 48, about to be 49, and I realize, yo, you're not 20 no more. Get it together. And I'm going to tell all of you who are watching, if you are 20, in your 30s, Get it together. Make use of your time. So at the end of your life, you can say, I've lived a full life and I've done God's will and I've released my gifts and I've blessed humanity. Watch this from the voice translation. I love this. Make the most of every living and breathing moment because these are evil times. Woo! Make the most of every living and breathing moment because these are evil times. Isn't it interesting? The Bible says in the book of Revelation that the devil was cast out of heaven and he came down upon the earth with great wrath because he knows that his time is short. Oh my God. He has come down with great wrath because he knows that his time is short. Even the devil is operating on time sensitivity, or operates with time sensitivity, because he knows he has a certain amount of time and it's over for him. He's gonna be cast into the lake of fire that burns with fire and brimstone, my God. He knows his end is near. So there's an urgency about the evil he does. Now, he's not greater than God. He's not greater than a church. Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail against a church. But the church, you, the ecclesia, the body of Christ, you have to have some urgency. You have to have some urgency about your season, your generation. Understanding that, listen, I have a certain amount of time. I'm not going to be on this planet forever. And I need to use my time, make the most of my time. Every living and breathing moment, I need to be releasing my gift, releasing my potential, or preparing to release it. Yes, there's time for rest and relaxation. You know, I'm down with that. Chill. But like Steve um, Harvey said, there's too much chilling going on. <laughs> he said there's too much chilling going on. Because I was talking to him about why some people not doing so good financially, why not really successful. He said there's too much chilling going on. And so you could be a person who's chilling too much. Now, some of you watching may be somebody who's always active and you need to rest because in the rest, that's when God speaks to you. That's when you can see more fruitfulness. But I dare say there's a lot of chilling going on that needs to stop. And we need to be active and we need to be moving and making things happen to the glory of God. And guess what happens? When you do go on vacation and when you do rest, your vacation and your rest is so much more satisfying because you know how productive you are. You know, when I see some celebrities and they go to these secret locations and they're all these private islands, I'm like, man, that's mad boring. Ain't nobody around. What are you doing? Just sitting at the, looking, looking at the sand and, the, and, the, and, the, and I realized something. The reason why a lot of them go to private islands or they go to these, first, they're always around people. They're always in a mode of productivity, going to this photo shoot, making this album, making this film, doing this. People, some of these guys are on set for months at a time away from their families. So when they go on vacation, they don't want to be signing autographs. They don't want nobody bothering them. 
So they choose these more private locations. I said, ah, now I get it. Their level of productivity determines the kind of rest and relaxation they want, and they want total privacy. So I, I, I get it. So can we become that productive? Yes. Can we become that amazing where we're releasing our talents, our gifts, releasing that potential in the earth, whereby our rest and relaxation becomes something more sacred now to us because we've been really making it happen? I believe we're going to get there. We are future ready. You are future ready. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for this word. Thank you for this prophetic word. Thank you for this revelation that you have given your people. Thank you that they now know they are future ready, that you have equipped them with potential, with gifts, and with this precious thing called time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. May they use their time wisely. May they redeem the time, buy back the time, make the most of their time as they move forward in destiny, as they move forward in their life. Thank you for your people. Thank you for blessing them. Thank you for equipping them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Come on, rejoice right where you're at in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. If you're watching this and you're not a born-again believer, you don't know Jesus. You are not saved. You are not on your way to heaven. Guess what? You're not future ready. <laughs> you need to be saved because if you don't get saved, your future is not going to be good. I'm talking about your eternal future. And so this is your opportunity to receive Jesus as your savior. Say this with me, Jesus. Say it with your mouth, Jesus. I wanna be future ready. Therefore, I receive you as my savior and as my Lord. I receive your forgiveness for my sins. I receive your forgiveness for my sins. Save me now. In Jesus' name, I've just been born again. I am saved. That's it. Woo! You are a child of God. Welcome to the family of God. This is your time. This is your season. And you are blessed. Write us. Send us an email. Let us know that you've gotten born again. If you want to call us at the church office, 718-977-6000 and leave a, 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 a message on, on our voicemail. Say, hey, my name is so-and-so. I've got born again. Please send me some material. Leave your address or leave your phone number. We can call you back. Or please text us. Let us know. I've given my life to Christ. Yes, hallelujah. And for those of you who are already saved, those of you watching, listen, I want you to get out there. Start winning some people to Christ. Tell people about, don't just bring them to church. That is important. I want you to do that too. But I want you to lead people to Christ. The greatest joy of your life will be leading people to Christ. It is because you're giving birth to someone in the spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. 
So now we're going to take our, our offering and our tithes today. We're going to receive it. I love something the Seventh-day Adventists say when they're giving their tithes. They, they, they use this term, returning the tithe. And that is so accurate. It is exactly what happens when we tithe. We're returning back to God, which is already his. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And so I want to encourage you to make sure you tithe faithfully. Thank you to all of those who have been tithing faithfully. God bless you. God continue to empower you. Those of you who have not, the Lord is merciful towards you and he's encouraging you through my lips to be a tither, to be a person who faithfully gives to his kingdom. Let me tell you something, it's all being recorded. I'm telling you right now, you don't want to go to heaven and Jesus opens the books about your giving. He's like, not well done. He's like, well, <laughs> you don't want that. So I want you to be a tither. Somebody said, Pastor, I don't know what tithing is. Tithing is 10% of your income and not your net, your gross. And so if you make $1,000, a hundred of that belongs to Jesus. And he expects you to give it to your local church where you're fed the word of God. Not give it to some charity to your local church. Then he expects you to give an offering. That's what the Bible calls it, tithes and offerings. That's something you give out of your own free will to the kingdom. And let me tell you something. Everyone who's a tither and a giver of offerings is blessed. And if you want to be blessed financially, not just blessed because you work so hard and all the money you make from overtime, you got something. I'm talking about when God's hand is upon your life and you don't run out of money because you are a committed giver. You want to be that person. And so on the screen are the ways that you can give. And I want you to give. I want you to give faithfully. And the Bible says the faithful man or woman shall abound with blessings. Hallelujah. We have wonderful testimonies of people who are blessed because they are faithful givers. And you will be one of those testimonies in Jesus' name. Well, listen, I got to get out of here. You got to get out of here. <laughs> go ahead, give, and then go and have an amazing day. Go to the beach. Go um, hang out somewhere. Go out to eat. Cook in your house. Play some video games. Watch a good movie with your family. Whatever you're going to do today, have a wonderful time. I want you to know that I love you. I believe in you. And I'm excited about your future. God bless. See you next week.